This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to Riley May podcast. This week has been a big week for me behind the scenes. I feel like there is so much happening in my business and my life. And I thought I would start off this week's episode with giving a little update with what is moving behind the scenes. But before I do that, as you can see in the title, this week's episode is with my amazing coach and mentor, Jesse Williams. She is absolutely incredible. And I really wanted to do an episode where we were speaking solely to our mentorship together long term mentorship, how our mentorship has evolved over time. We have now been working together for around a year and a bit and we have locked in the entire year together as well, which will mean two years in private mentorship. And I think it is really cool to gain this perspective on what happens behind the scenes in mentorship. And we really speak to boundaries in mentorship, how our mentorship has evolved over our time together, the growth that I've experienced in that as well, and just so many things in the coaching industry and what is happening behind the scenes. So I know that you are going to just love this week's episode. It honestly is a really incredible episode and we just fully got in our riff and we're speaking to all things mentorship. But before we get into that, what has been happening behind the scenes in my world the last week or even fortnight now has been a lot. I feel like there is so much launching in Riley May coaching and there's just so much happening behind the scenes there as well. An offer that I wanted to speak to today, which I think is so relevant to the world of podcasting and for all you girls is Limitless Broadcast. So this week I have launched a new offer called Limitless and essentially what it is, is you are going to be plugged in with me for 10 whole months, the entire year of 2023, right up until New Year's. And I'm going to be plugging in there with all of the highs and the lows and things that I am navigating and moving through behind the scenes. And it's come at a very funny timing with today's episode, because you are really going to get an insight to what does happen behind the scenes in my world with this conversation with Jesse. And in Limitless Broadcast, I'm going to be plugging in with everything and anything as you you girls know T moves away next week now, which is just wild. So I know there's going to be a lot that I'm moving through there. And equally, there's just been a lot of things in business lately that I have been navigating and moving through and have definitely been new based on where I'm at in business and what challenges and problems I'm actually having now, which have absolutely evolved, which has been really cool to see. But I wanted to utilize this broadcast to give you exclusive insight to what does happen behind the scenes of running a multi six-figure company. There is so much that I want to share and it would be a really cool container to be a part of, especially if you plug into the podcast because you are going to get so much insight between episodes and you're equally going to have direct access to me throughout the 10 months as well in different areas, which is going to be really, really cool. But with that being said, I am going to dive straight into this week's episode and I hope you girls enjoy. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just so happy to be here. It's so good. We were just talking off um, air, off air. Is that what you say on a podcast? I guess it is that one day we will be in person, but for now we're zooming and this is good. So yeah, I can't, I can't wait to do it in person though. That's going to be great. So good. Can you please, just before we get into it, give the listeners a little bit of background on who you are, the business that you run, the mentor that you are more importantly, and a little bit of context to even, I guess, our background as well and how we met. I am an online coach and business mentor for entrepreneurs. And I would say I very much come from a mix of doing both the masculine and the feminine elements of business, the strategy and the mindset. So I combine a lot of things like shadow 
work and elements like that into my business. But then I also focus on things like brand strategy and stuff like that. So it can very much be helping people build their business, but it's also supporting the human behind the business as well. And then we have been working together for over a year now, which is just absolutely insane. And it's just been like such an honor to honestly witness your growth as well. Mm, It's so good. Honestly, I just adore you and you know that. And I think that title and just that intro for you was so perfect because you are really like the jack of all trades. I feel like you're absolutely incredible. And I obviously adore working with you. And I'm so excited for this episode because I feel like it's one of those things where you can obviously interview each other and it's so good to get context on each other's backgrounds. But at the same time, when do you ever get insight to someone's mentorship? I know, I know. Mm. And it's just like so invaluable. And I think that all the time, like I watch other people and I'm like, I would love to know how you utilize mentorship or what your relationship with your mentor is like. Like mm. just even like the, the little dynamic and the synergy and stuff like that. I think it's so cool to get insight on. Totally. Because you see it on Instagram and you're like, oh, I know they've been working together a long time and I know it's a vibe and I know they obviously love each other. But at the same time, what does that dynamic actually look like? And I'm just excited today to actually give insight to that and equally speak to the value of mentorship because I think there's something, especially in the industry right now, and I know we've had this conversation before, where there's almost this standard of like, oh, high-level mentorship and long-term mentorship is invaluable. And yes, for sure it is, but there's equally discernment around when that's actually valuable within your business. And I know for me, there was absolutely a time where this wouldn't have made sense, especially Mm. early days in business. But now, of course, I would have long-term mentorship. It's a complete non-negotiable. And I know that I've locked in, you know, the rest of this year with you, which will mean two years with you. And I wouldn't be surprised if that just goes on and on and on and on and on until (laughs) the end of time. But it's just cool to actually even open up a conversation around that because I think it's a huge thing right now in the industry where it's like long-term mentorship, long-term mentorship, but also there has to be that line around when that actually serves you. Yeah. And I feel like the, I, for me, the line feels like when you go from like needing a foundation or needing an answer to craving a relationship. So I would totally agree that having a long-term mentor at the start of my journey absolutely wouldn't have been right for me. I've like dabbled in a lot of mentors prior to settling with my current mentor that I've been with. I feel like I actually started with my mentor at the exact same time that you started with me. So that's mm. cool. But you know, it was like when I was starting, it was like, I was very much in a how-to energy. Like, how do I do this? And how do I set that up? And I was learning and I was developing new skills. So I was very much hiring people that had a particular skill to teach me um, and and really setting up a lot of the foundations of my business. And then when I decided to go more long-term, it was settling into an energy where it's like, I want to have a relationship with someone where I don't need someone to tell me how to make money now or how to set up my business. Like I, I you get to a level where you don't need mentorship. You just want it. And that mm. to me feels more of the long-term vibe. It's like, it, it's an overflow energy. And it's like, I want to know that I can do everything on my own, but if shit hits the fan, I have my person to come back to that's going to anchor me, that's going to see me in my humanness, that's going to hear all of my cook shit, that's going to like, you know, validate me when I need it, give me a kick up the ass when I need it. Like just have that person there that feels like a safe anchor, which allows you to actually move forward as well. Because sometimes it's like we can question ourselves or gaslight ourselves or want to play small. And then also sometimes we can be doing leaky things and we can get very in our head of like, hang on, am I gaslighting? Is this right? Is this wrong? Mm. So just having that soundboard as well that you know has the best intentions for you, where it's like you trust their their voice, you trust their opinion, you trust their feedback. So you can just take that and move and, and that's how you can move quicker as well. Mm, it's so cool. I love always hearing your perspective on that. Cause I even think, you know, if I was to have a long-term mentor early days of business, there would be almost an element of codependency and it also not necessarily being something that served me then because there is so much how to 
early stages and that's perfect and it's nothing to shame moving into like high level mentorship quote unquote but at the same time you can really see the part where there would have been codependency from the perspective that I would have been clinging to oh my gosh can you hold my hand through every single stage in business versus actually having that period where you're doing it somewhat on your own and you're getting multiple perspectives and opinions and strategies where it's not sort of one way or the highway you're actually getting just more perspectives and I think that's really important where even you know in my early days of mentors before you so much masculine so much like bro marketing and what I was taught and over that period I learned so much about myself and business and I think it's important to go through those phases because it gives you such an incredible perspective now based on the experience you've had but that would have been not what I needed at that time in my business and moving into our mentorship for sure. I was at a stage where I'm like, I just need my human now and I actually need that support. And what has moved for me since the beginning of our mentorship has been wild. I know last year I like quadrupled my income <laughs> from working with you and not that I ever put the result on the container or the mentor because that's that's not the thing. But at the same time, there's parallels in that and you can actually see how beneficial it is to have someone in your corner where, like you said, the cook shit the leaky shit like all of the shit you just know me better than I know myself half the time and it's so nice to have someone there that you know you can plug in with something really simple a 30 second voxer and I just know that you know the answer Mm. And it's so funny because like, obviously we've been in Voxer this morning together. Mm. Um, and you may not have even listened to my last Voxer message to you yet, but it's so funny. Like you plugged in with something and I didn't need to ask you 10 questions. I actually, when you hear my response, I'm like, Hey, because I know you, I'm going to say it's this, like, I can actually just come in and I'm like, I know that this relates to something that's come up six months ago or like, or, you know, that's been a pattern for you and things like that. Whereas when you're with a mentor short term, there's no way you're going to get someone that's like, because I know you, this is your thing. This is your, mm. and you might by like the three month mark, but you're, you're not really going to get that. Whereas when you settle with someone, that's how you can, can like time collapse so much with a mentor, because like you actually build a relationship where you're not in the, like three months, you're still in the get to know me phases. Like mm. I don't even remember your fucking boyfriend's name. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah it gets to a level where it's like you know someone like what's moving for them like you I know the the dynamics of your your friendships I know the dynamics of your relationship I know the dynamics of your business um and I know how they all intertwine each other it's Mm. like I I feel like I know your whole life at this point so it makes mentoring you very easy yeah and that's my favorite part where I can't even imagine now circling back to the building phases and of course if mentorship wasn't feeling in alignment or it wasn't feeling good you act on that but because you find your person and you do establish such a solid relationship it's so nice that I know I can come in in all my forms in whatever that looks like and I know you've got me in that and I think that's a really cool part as well where there is that building phase in mentorship and I think a lot of the time we forget that where if you put and actually this is a conversation I would love to have where it's like when you put so much pressure on the first three months of a container or you're only giving yourself a 12-week container not that there's any shame in that but if you only do that and you're expecting all of these results and to scale to 50k months and like whatever the goal is there's unconsciously like this, this, like it's almost like this anxious attachment to the outcome because you're going to be somewhat projecting on your audience the need to buy in, the need to convert, the need to sell based on paying for your next container or getting the most out of the three months that you're in. And I think for me, when I signed with you, I knew it was a long-term thing because I no longer wanted the pressure of, I've got to get everything done or out in this three-month period. I'm like, no, I'm here to settle. And 
A second part to that is even the conversation around my income didn't really shift for the first five months of our mentorship. I think I started the year with like a 12K month from memory and then it was like 35, 35, 35, 35, 35 and then jumped to 75, which was a massive jump and I completely surpassed the 40, the 50, the 60 and even the 70, which was really interesting. And if I had only been in there for three months, what would I have missed? And we've had conversations around this as well where sometimes people go straight to the financial Um, Mm. but we had conversations where it's like the numbers you were doing, you were doing the same numbers, but you're doing a lot less work. So it's like, even when we worked together, I remember there was still, you were just kind of like coming off the back end of not wanting to do sales calls anymore. Like I remember when you came to me, like, I don't want to do another sales call again. And and you'd done that. And I remember, you know, you'd come off the back end of a launch doing like, I can't remember. It was like over fucking 30 sales calls. I feel like you did close to 50 sales calls or something like that. And then the next time you launched the program, you pulled in the same revenue, but you didn't do one sales call. So there was like a lot of elements of, you know, your, your income stabilizing, but you were cleaning up so much in your business. You were refining, you were focusing on, you know, yourself, the kind of mentor you were, mm-hmm. how you were leading your business, coming into more integrity within like how you wanted to do business. Cause it's like, you know, and I was the same, you learn away and you think that's the way you need to do it. And it was very much you coming into, Hey, I don't want to do it like this. And, and very much re-strategizing and reshifting the structure. And you trusted the process of that. And then of course, because you had such solid foundations, because you were willing to spend time building them, you actually had the foundations where it made sense that you could hold more money, hold more clients and and hold more wealth accumulation as well. And that's such a cool way of looking at it because it's so true. You know, those first five months of mentorship, and I'm just going to say five months because that was sort of the time before the money sort of started to grow where it was true. My whole entire business had shifted. And more importantly, the human I was behind the scenes really started to shift because I feel like I fully stepped into my power. And I don't even think I had a course or a masterclass until March of last year. So I remember I lost my Instagram during our mentorship, like two weeks in, like all of this shit was happening. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like literally I was in this state of like almost spiraling. And the fact that you were there to hold me in that, and that was such early days in our mentorship and what we were able to almost co-create and do from that point forward was incredible because it was almost like just starting fresh again. And having you there at that point was pivotal for me in so many ways, because things like sales calls and just things that I did within my business that I knew weren't in alignment, but I probably didn't even really at the time have the language to actually know how I fully felt in in things that I was doing and strategies that I had. And there's just been so much like last year was big when we reflect on it and just all the things that I moved through and the fact that even coming into this year because I know this year is going to be huge that you were there with me for that entire year which I feel was such a foundation year just feels so good as well because now I'm like she knows like she knows and we've done this somewhat together and it just feels so nice to have you in my corner and obviously that's evolved so much over you know our relationship and what you know it looked like in the first three months wasn't what it looked like in the next container and the next container and the next container. And I feel now there's probably been a really big pivot again, even in the last like two to three weeks. I would, I would agree. Um, I would say a lot of you being open to like have more of your needs met as well and let our relationship evolve even further as well. And I think it's so interesting. Like, obviously we've created such a beautiful relationship that sometimes you can be like, cool, 
our relationships as strong as it's going to get, but there's always like new layers and levels of that. And I feel like for you, a big theme has been like opening your heart even more in your business and stuff like that, which like makes me emotional a little bit. Cause I'm just mm. like so proud of you in that. And, and I feel in that it's been you very much opening your heart to our relationship as well. So yeah, I would say there's been more, more phases of like independence, more phases of like wanting to just like lean into support, more phases of curiosity, like, um, mm. phases of, the more masculine business structure and then the feminine and, and stuff like that. But I would say what's interesting about you, I was reflecting on this the other day. I was like, you have never one time asked me for confirmation on something like around an offer. Like maybe there's Mm. been a little thing like, but it's usually you already know what you're doing and you just want to check something. But I, I remember when we started working together, I at that point was still reviewing sales pages and I was still, you know, seeing people were sending me like their like Canva branding and I was going into Canva and saying, no, like don't do this and do this and change things. And I remember never getting like a thing from you. You just been like, hey, I'm going to launch this offer. And then just seeing the branding on socials, like you've always led from a state of um, like your own creativity and innovation. And I would say the way you've utilized mentorship has been more for just general support as well. Mm, Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And it's so funny because I think I remember a time when you were like, you know, I can help you. Like, you know, I I can actually check this if you need me to check it. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Like I've got me. And it is cool because I think, yeah, in reflection, it's almost like you get to this stage in business and I know that we've actually been in this industry and we've had very similar journeys in terms of starting with, you know, PT and then COVID being more online coaching, then mindset coaching and then business. And you've probably been like that 18 months ahead of me in terms of when you've navigated those um, switches, which has been really cool for me to actually have someone like leading in that and being like, wow, like it actually is possible. And you've definitely shown me time and time again, what is possible in that, which has been amazing. But even in that, I knew that when I was at, I'm like, I just actually need someone that's there for me. And it feels like a non-negotiable now that I just go through business with that support. You know, it's almost as if it's no longer this like want or desire. It's like, oh no, it's no longer a need rather. It is a want or desire Mm. where I'm like, I don't need mentorship. I actually just want it. And now I don't invest from a place of, oh my God, I need Jesse to be in my corner. I need her there. I'm like, no, I, I want you there. And I might plug in five times a day or not for two weeks. And either way is perfect because it's no longer about what I can get out of the container. It's like, I just need you when I need you. And if shit hits the fan, I want you there. If I want to celebrate something, I want you there. If I need you to hold me in something, I want you there. And I think now for me, even in you saying like me opening my heart more, absolutely. And with tea leaving and just things that are about to happen in my world, I'm like, I need my person. <laughs> like I actually need my person where it is that part where I'm like, I just want you there for me. And I know I get to have you there for me, which is huge. Mm, I, I love all of that. And it really just is like a level of relationship building. And it's like, what's really cool is like, where else do you get a level of someone can have the deepest amount of love for you and care for you and and highest intention of you and remain unbiased? Like, you know, even me, like I'm a coach and a mentor, but it's very fucking hard for me to remain unbiased for my partner. Like in certain things, it's like, I can get very, very emotionally attached. And while with mentorship, I can be emotionally attached to things that are happening for you and remain non-biased. It's like this very thing where it's like, I can care so deeply and 
I can be a grounded person for you mm-hmm. and, and give you unbiased feedback in the moment. And that creates safety because you know, I'm going to tell you how it is. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And I love you simultaneously. And I think there's a lot of um, areas in our life where it's either very one or the other. It's like you have people in your life that love you so much and are so emotionally invested that sometimes they don't give you the best advice because they're blinded by their love. And then there's other people that sometimes just like tell you how it is and it just doesn't feel like it's coming from the most loving and intentional place. And when you do long-term mentorship, it's like, wow, there's like a relationship there where it's like you genuinely love me and you can stay neutral in your responses and your answers for me. And that feels like, like that's so valuable to get feedback that's so like honest, but intentional as well. Yeah. And that's the potency of mentorship. Like you said, you don't get that anywhere else ever. And I know that I can go to my best friend. I can go to T, I can go to my parents. I can go to my sister. But when I come to you, I just know that the answer that I'm going to get is so genuine and not that the people around you don't love you and want the best for you, but there is always like somewhat confirmation bias that you gain from going to people that you know adore you and actually do have um, somewhat bias towards you. But when I come to you, even, you know, the last 24 hours, I've navigated something somewhat big in business that I've never had to navigate before. And having you there to reflect things to me and just genuinely ask me, hey, what do you want in this? I'm like, well, this is what I want. Well, that's what you get to do. And not that I even need that, but getting to have that is so incredible because you actually just know where it's almost like this internal compass that you have within your business where you get someone there to actually pull you into line in a sense, but equally reflect things to you where it's like, hey, maybe this isn't integrity. Maybe this isn't an integrity. Hey, is this feeling good for you? Hey, is this not feeling good for you? Sometimes mentorship's not profound. And I think mm. that's probably something that um, a lot of people don't fully understand where sometimes it's not profound. It's literally a soundboard for the things that you're moving through. And having that soundboard to me is invaluable. I would never, I would never have a business without it anymore. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people miss like, the real mark there because often like the most profound moments usually is in the three months, which is ironic because it's like also when the mentor knows you the least and think, but you're in someone's world, it's new, it's activating, it's exciting. You're like in the early stages of building a relationship. So it's like there can be this huge, like profound energy. And then you kind of go on and you go on and you go on and it starts getting, and you probably maybe remember feeling this period where it's like, do I need a mentor anymore. Like maybe Mm. I'm good. Maybe I'm done. You kind of hit a mark where it could be very easy to lean out and very easy to be done. And a lot of people, that's when they lean out. That's when they end with a mentor. It's like, oh, yep, cool. This is feeling complete. When you push part, past that moment of it feeling complete, you hit a whole new elevation and dynamic. And it's so interesting because I see a lot of people be like, you know, and I've heard like talk of like mentors have favies and stuff like that. And I'm like, a mentor's favies, probably someone that's fucking been with them over three years, over two days. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and it's like, you you cannot expect to have the same relationship with your mentor if you've been with them for a few weeks as someone that's been with them for years. Like there is a difference. And it's similar to friendships and dating and things like that. Like how someone is when they're on their third date is going to be different to the parts of themselves that they show to their partner when they're married. So it's like, even for you, there's going to be elements of of my heart and, and my life and my transparency and what I would share with you and what I would do and things like that, that I potentially wouldn't do with 
someone if we're three weeks into a mentorship. You know, there's mm. been moments that outside of our mentorship, I've called you or we've had like very, very significant moments that we've celebrated together. Or, you know, I remember um, when you hit a huge milestone and I booked you a hotel room to celebrate you. Like not every client's potentially going to get that. And it's not from a state of like favoritism and hierarchy. It's from a state of that's the relationship we've built together. So mm. I, I think a lot of people miss that. And, and you know what, maybe not everyone wants it, but from me being on the receiving end of it as well with my mentor, it's like, I hope people get to experience that at one point in their lifetime. Absolutely. I, yeah, I just could not agree more. And I think it's so important to even just speak to that because it's true where it is a relationship and we have co-created this over such a long time. And I agree with that phase in in mentorship where you're like, "Mm, am I just like paying for the sake of paying right now or investing because I think I need to invest or it's almost like an obligation where you're like, am I just balls deep in this? And I just have to like keep signing, keep signing, keep signing. But it is true where when you push through, and I think for me, I don't know about your experience, but it was probably like that eight, nine month period like period where it's like you're at that eight to nine month in mark and you're like I think I'm good like I've had this for a while now she knows me I've gotten what I need but pushing through that is hands down the best thing I've ever done and it's not like pushing through oh my god that was so difficult for me but it's definitely the the stage where I probably did lean out of mentorship not in a way of um lean out and not show up but lean out and be like oh I think I've got me I don't really need your support as much anymore but it's so interesting how that shifted where it was like yes there was a period where potentially I'd plug in once a fortnight and that was just my story for that time but now I think I plug in way more it's almost like I'm back in months one through three and I'm in there every second day being like by the way life update I feel good today (laughs) like just to let you know Yeah. And it's so funny because like how I was saying, um, I started with my mentor at the same time you started with me and I had the same dip. Like I had the same, Mm. I remember we have fortnightly call, my mentor and I have fortnightly calls like we do. And I remember every second call I would be like, Hey, I'm good. I don't actually need a call. So I was having monthly calls with her and I would be lucky to plug, plug in Voxer like once a fortnight. And I remember feeling like I just have no questions to ask. I don't have anything to share. Like I'm skipping my calls. Like is there like, what, what am I kind of doing here? And I just decided to not make that wrong. I'm like, because for me, there's safety in, even if I had no calls with my mentor and I never voxed her and we didn't even talk and speak, there is value in the container anyway, in that I know that I can. Mm. So there's, there's a part for me of like, even if we don't speak and communicate, I know that if something happens in my business and if I need you in any moment, you've got me. And that to me gives me enough safety that I actually move quicker, make bolder moves, like fully fucking send it in my business because I have my person. I don't like need to be talking to my person, but there's value there. Um, so, so that's kind of the, what I landed in. I was like, actually, I'm getting, even if I just stop talking to her altogether, the value is just in knowing that mm. she's there. And then it hit a point where I was like plugged in and I was like, Hey, I think I want our relationship to look different. I kind of want to ask you things for the sake of asking you, like, even if I'm good and like stuff like that. And I think you plugged in with me around the exact same time. And you're like, I think I'm noticing I want our mentorship to evolve differently. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. so funny because same. So it, it's almost been like a, a mirror in that regard. And, and I would be, I would say I'm the same that I'm in Voxer with my mentor like multiple times a week now. Mm-hmm. And that feels great for me. Yeah. It's so cool to see. And I think it's definitely something that so many people experience and potentially don't speak to. And I think the cool thing as well about mentorship and something I've known 
notice with my private clients and even being a private client of yours in my own mentorship is the part where it's like sometimes we can have this like really solid relationship, but you still feel like you can't ask certain things or you still feel like you can't open up a conversation around your dynamic or the relationship or the support that you desire. And the best thing that I've ever done in our you know mentorship is just being like, hey, can I ask you these questions? And hey, can we actually shift the way that we operate in this container? And sometimes it's not even a conversation. It's just a knowing that you both can feel the shift and it's almost an energy thing where it's like, okay, I know that I need to kind of step in here and just hear what you have to say and other times it's giving that direct support and I think that's really cool as well but I even had a conversation with a private client this morning where it actually is that sometimes the value is just plugging into the mentor sometimes you don't have questions sometimes you don't have you know an offer that you need assistance on or a blind spot that you want reflected it actually is just hey why did you do the thing that you did or hey why are you doing that or what's your perspective on this and I think that sometimes is the potency of mentorship and those answers and responses are arguably the best you can ever get. And I know as a mentor, and I know that you like it as well, but it's that part where it's like sometimes the cooked questions or the questions are sort of like almost could be a little bit controversial are the best questions to be asked. Yeah. And I I fucking love when you plug in, I like get a smile when you plug in and you're like, Hey, I'm just being nosy. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a good question. Like when you just lead with like that and, and it's good. And sometimes they're like the best responses where you're just like, it's a state of curiosity and you're learning more about your mentor as well and how they work and what they're doing and things like that. And you can choose to integrate that. And even I did that with my mentor yesterday where I leaned in and I asked a nosy question and I was like, that's not even the response I was expecting. That was fucking great. Like I got so much, but I wasn't even wanting value out of the question. I was just being nosy, but then I got value out of the response and I was like, that's perfect. So I think the biggest thing has been you allowing yourself to utilize the space however you want. So utilize the space where you don't have to be conscious. You can allow Mm -hmm. yourself to be nosy. You can allow yourself to be curious. You can plug in with stuff you've already solved and led yourself through, but be like, Hey, how would you do this? You know? And, and then for next time, maybe you change stuff, maybe you don't, but I think it's, it's, um, seeing beyond the traditional way you have to utilize mentorship, which is to plug in with a problem of Mm -hmm. like, I have a problem. How would I fix this? And then you elevate to a frequency of like, Hey, I'm good, but I'm curious. Like I just handled this. How would it you handle that or Mm. this is what I'm doing in my business right now could you reflect anything on that it's like you can plug in from a state to be elevated as opposed to have things fixed for you yeah and that for sure is where the juice actually is because it's so easy to plug in with like a how-to or just what's your perspective. But when you actually understand, you know, even I just love the way your brain works. And when you just say things, I'm like, yeah, that's so fucking true. And I wouldn't have thought of it in that way. And that's what sometimes is the value because I'm like, wow, now I get to actually one, have my own interpretation of that. And I actually just take that on board if it feels like it lands for me. And I even just get curious around like, hey, what did your morning look like today? Like, what did you do on your day off yesterday? Like, or the even, um, an example would be when you did your shoot for your like fucking movie trailer so good but <laughs> I screenshot it and I was like wait what's going on like you need to tell me the tea and that's the thing it's like you get to be nosy and because I obviously admire where you're at I love the way that you lead yourself in your business and everything that you do of course I want to know what you're doing and that's why you're in mentorship it's like I just want to know the way you lead yourself why you make the decisions that you make how you navigate things behind the scenes and for me that's invaluable 
valuable because yes, I might not be there currently, but I will be right. And Mm. when I am, it's like, I can already calibrate to that level and I can actually start to see myself there because I'm in those conversations and I'm actually getting curious with how you navigate yourself there. And therefore I actually get to start seeing myself there as well in more of like a tangible sense, I think. Yeah. It's such a balancing act between like allowing yourself to be, you know, elevated and pulled into a higher frequency, but then also there's just like a flowy dynamic of, you know, sometimes just being like unconscious or or being silly and making it light. And, you know, we have times where like we just laugh at things or like we just like keep things light. And that's what honestly builds the relationship as well. Mm, Yeah. And taking the pressure off how like professional, I think it has to be as well. And the part where you transcend boundaries, I think is a huge conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like that is such a huge conversation. And it's so interesting because I saw, I saw this post or something. I can't remember. It came up in my explore feed or something, but it was saying how coaches like not having boundaries with their clients. It's like dangerous and, and therapists need boundaries for a reason and like things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, well, really it depends if you're like a fucking like trauma coach or a, a womb healer or a business coach. Like it really actually depends on the context of the relationship and things like that. So there is discernment here, but also in the space that we're in, like transcending boundaries has been huge for us. And that's like, um, mm. and, and it's, it's very much been, there's no boundary required because there's a standard. So, you know, when you first start with a client, there's going to have to be a lot of boundaries and each coach's boundaries is going to be different around how they want them to utilize Voxer or, you know, call Mm -hmm. boundaries or however to use the container and whatever. Um, and there's things that you'll do and things that you won't do. And then you get to a level where you can cross a boundary and you know, it doesn't change the standard of the relationship. So even for example, you know, there's been a time where like I've called you and I could call you on your mobile because I know that you wouldn't then be like, I can just call Jesse on her mobile all the time now. Like that just wouldn't fucking happen mm. because there's a standard. So you can sometimes move out of the boundary because you're still holding the standard. But when there's low standards, you kind of need boundaries. Mm. And that's the biggest part where it's like, I'm not going to suddenly start texting you just because I get to text you. But equally when you even book the staycay for me, like, of course, I'm going to send you pics when I get there and be like, oh my God, fucking thank you. <laughs> like, this is the best, but it doesn't need to go any further than that. But there equally isn't a conversation around, hey, you can text me three times, but not four times. And don't text me after this time because it is, it's just a standard that you actually know. And I think that's massive in mentorship because I see it as being a cock block for a lot of people where it's like, wow, I feel like I don't want to, you know, voxer you for three minutes and not two and a half minutes, or I don't want to send you too many at once or this or that. But it's like, we're past that. Like we're past Mm. that and you're good and you actually can access discernment in when you feel like potentially your emotional dumping or you can solve your own problem or whatever it may be. And I think that's, that's a sweet spot in mentorship. When you get to that place where you actually just know you're good, you, you're good. And it just feels so nice within the container as well, because everything actually just starts to flow in a way that that is in alignment. Yeah. And then that's really where your relationship deepens to another level as well. And that's very much been like the case for us where us being able to transcend beyond boundaries deepened our relationship as well. So, and there's even been things like, I remember one of the times that I called you was for like anyone listening when I was close to hitting my first 1 million in a year and you were going to, um, you had asked to re-sign for another container and then you mm. found out how close I was to my Millie um, and behind my back, you'd organize with my business manager to pay in full for your container instead so that it could like hit the million. And that was like one, just like the most fucking insane moment and and to have you a part of that. And that came from pure love. Like I, I know that genuinely came from such a state of like love from you. Um, and you get to a level in your relationship as well where it's like, 
how fucking cool is it that you can have a relationship with someone where you genuinely love them so much yet you can still be expanded by them like that's just so cool where Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be it's do you know what it's like transcending beyond a transactional relationship yeah and that's exactly it because even with mentorship you know I'm even just thinking the way I used to think where it's like yeah of course you're in this like beautiful relationship there's an energetic exchange and you're like financially there's an exchange and all these things but it's it's not even the point like it's not even the point and it's not even a thought because of course there's a financial exchange you like serve me in so many ways and it's a business and it's all the things but it's so much more than that now and that's the coolest part where it's like even when we started I think my first container with you was seven 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 <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And my That's- prices were like five, 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 five. How many fives would I say? Four fives. And it's just interesting how now it's like, wow, we've we've both grown really together in that over the past year. And it's been insane to witness your growth in that. And the fact that, you know, I signed with you for a $7,000 um, container after you had, I think, was it a 360K year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 320, 320, 320, 320. And then I could, you know, be the one in that moment at that time to have you hit your million, like 10 fucking months. It's just insane. And it's, it's the energy of you actually genuinely want to see each other succeed. And it's not, it's not even about the transaction. No, and it's and it's very much like when you transcend beyond the transactional relationship, where it's like you're just doing business, and you are you really, really are doing life together. And so when things like that happen, you know the lead up to the moment, like you know how big something is for someone, you know what they've had to transcend, what they've worked through, what like beliefs they've navigated, what like they've shifted within their concept of self, you know what's happened, what what grief they've had to hold or or the emotions that's been behind the scenes, how they've led themselves, what it meant to them, like you know all of the context and it makes the the actual external thing mean so much more as well. Yeah, 100%. I just love you and it's just, yeah, it's the best. I just love this conversation but I (laughs) have a few questions from the audience so I want to ask them because they are good how would you describe your relationship dynamic as a client versus mentor um how would I describe my relationship dynamic as a client versus mentor so my me being a client to flick versus me being a mentor to you yeah I would say they're very very similar but just in reverse like where it's Mm -hmm. like I'm in a state of I would say very much how I utilize my container with my mentor is very much how you utilize mentorship with me I think we're very Mm -hmm. very similar in how we utilize mentorship um but it's a state of like uh, it's it's a space where I allow myself to not be conscious it's a state where you know I allow myself to have problems um I can like plug in and all the things um and then from a state of mentorship I've got to be the one that holds the highest standard as well and, mm. and pulls you, know, you into a higher standard in pursuit of that. So it's kind of like an energy of in, in one, I'm being pulled forward and in the other one, like I'm pulling forward. So it's just a different um, dynamic. So it's like in one, I feel like I'm in the feminine and the other one, I feel like I'm in the masculine. So it's just like either holding or yeah, moving. So that's what the dynamic shift feels like between the two. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, what in that question on you? you're like actually your turn I feel like yeah I guess from my perspective it's exactly the same it's just the polarity in it where you can be plugging into your clients as the mentor and then in the same breath you actually plug into your mentor as the client and sometimes I don't know if you ever find this but I can almost feel this like tonality or this language and I'm talking to you as the mentor and I'm like whoa okay like not switch out of mental mode because you're the same human but it's just like this directness that I'm speaking to you with and you know this about me but there can be times where I like solve my own problem in the voice note and it's 
like Riley actually just let yourself ask the question or have the problem and not have to solve it but that's just like a whole thing in itself um so for me yeah it definitely would just be the difference between the two where in one you're holding and the other one you're more in like receivership where you're actually just asking and taking up space and that's been probably a massive thing for me over time where it's just letting myself have needs and not feeling like the burden and actually voicing my needs as well so very much that and yeah I think it's just a really easy balance when you know that you're genuine in both and it's not a facade like you don't need to put on a front to be the mentor nor do you need to put on a front to be the client Mm, I think that was a beautiful analogy of like one's like you're holding space um and the other one you're taking space Mm, yeah I love that maybe that's maybe that's a static post do I dare make a static (laughs) post (laughs) definitely um the other question was what standards have evolved um for you to hold for each other based on where you're at in both business and life currently so what standards have evolved rather um so what I would say is the standards that I hold you to so it's Mm. kind of like what I would expect from you and how I would expect you to move lead yourself through life and business is a lot fucking higher so there's a level that when I'm giving you feedback or reflections now and I feel like we've even had a conversation around this where it's like it's me holding you to a very very high level so Mm -hmm. sometimes we can get caught up in when we're speaking about things it's like sometimes when you know you're in a state of as you evolve in business when something comes up you can be in an energy of like how is this still a problem for me how am I still dealing with this oh my god I'm so leaky I'm being incongruent and it's like, no, your level of you being incongruent is someone else's squeaky fucking clean now. So mm. I, I think there's just a part where we've had to evolve the standard and how you actually lead your life. And it's also just like clocking that that is a high standard and you being aware of that too. So how, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's probably like the biggest thing. And then there's just so, not so much like a standard piece, but just like an evolution in how we would talk, how we would communicate and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, our relationship really has just deepened. Yeah. I actually love that perspective because it's so true. And we had that conversation probably like a week or so ago on our last, or oh, it would have been like our last call together or the call before that but I said to you I'm like fuck this has been pivotal because it is that thing where it's like your problems evolve and you can almost move into shame around like how am I still how am I still having this conversation how am I still bringing this up and you reflected to me you're like this is a high level problem to have you know no longer we're talking about um yeah congruence in a way of like are you brushing your teeth before you go to bed it's like it's actually evolved and that's where it's like wow you actually get to a point where you get to refine to such a degree in which it is high level and it can feel somewhat repetitive but it's also such an empowering thing because it's almost the energy of like new level new devil where when something comes up again no longer do I move into just shame around it it's like well if I'm having this problem again I've evolved and it's almost mm. like this compass for how cool that this has come up because I've obviously hit a new level on that as well. So it's almost somewhat um, like elevating in itself because you're like, wow, like that was a problem and then it wasn't a problem and now it's a problem again. So what happened between now and then? I've grown, which is cool. Mm. Yeah, so cool. It's just like a new capacity thing because it's like you could have a thing around like feeling like you can't hold more money, but mm. that was at 20K and then – now you're having a feeling that you can't hold more money and you shame that that's a thing. But then you think about it and the the resistance is to having 150K months. But when you think about having 20K, doing a 20K month, you're like, oh, that's my pre change. Like there's, <laughs> there's like a level of like not actually seeing that you've elevated to, but you have. And then just choosing to see, oh, this is like still the same problem, but a d- different level. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Um, was there ever a time where you wanted to lean out of your mentorship? And if 
if so, what did that look like for the both of you? So I guess that's probably a me question. Mm. I feel like the only time that I've ever wanted to lean out and you would remember this period was where I probably just very much felt like I couldn't take up space. And I probably felt like the problems I were having were like, quote unquote, too big. And it was like, oh, I'm going to be the burden if I plug in right now. I would say two, two things. The first one was earlier on where you had a fear of being codependent. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I do. And I I had to be like, you literally couldn't even be codependent if you fucking tried. Like it was (laughs) like a part where you were almost like hypervigilant of like, oh, but if I stay with Jesse and I don't break or and I don't have a gap in my mentor, does that mean I'm codependent because I always need a mentor? Mm-hmm. And it was like you like normalizing, no, you're actually just like choosing to just like maintain a relationship. And it's the same as having, you know, ongoing and long-term friendships as well. And then what you just said as well, where it was like um, when you had like some big stuff and, and we know for you, your big stuff feels a lot bigger than it is sometimes for like, yeah. and it is big stuff, like not to like gas, like that. it is big stuff, but it's like, I, I feel like for you, it feels too big for other people in a way that like, I think you can feel like you're burdening people sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. there was definitely a time that you didn't want to burden me. Um, and then it was you coming into like, you're not being a burden, you're just being a human. So yeah, totally. Yeah. That's been massive. And I feel like even, yeah, with what's happening now, it's like, wow, if that had happened a year ago, I think I would have just tapped the fuck out. I would have been like, I'm done. Like, this is too much. I'm being too much of a burden, but it is a permission piece around. You can actually bring in the same, you know, quote unquote, problem a gazillion times and I know that you can hold me in it not from the perspective of I'm bringing the same problem because I don't want to move beyond it but from there's different layers and it's like a different texture every single time it actually is brought in yeah 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 I would agree that's cool that's cool um what do you both believe to be your strengths as a client and your weaknesses where um and where is there room for refinement and growth so my strength as a client would be like, I can fucking drop my ego very easily. Like mm. that's not hard for me to do. Um, so I would say that, and I would say I'm a very, very coachable client because of that. And I'm also very, very self-aware and can very easily take responsibility for things. I don't often go into a shame pit. So I can be reflected some pretty gnarly stuff and I don't like make that a story. I'm just like, okay, cool. And and I get on and move it. I don't then make that into a story, into a story, into a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and my week, would be like the kind of like the Achilles heel of that, which is like, I can take so much responsibility and be so self-aware. Um, and I feel like I've shared this with you before, but, um, cause you can be similar. Um, but to the point, sometimes things don't feel like a problem. So I won't bring them into mentorship. So, um, for me, it, it, I almost have to sometimes blow things up into a problem where I almost have to look at like, what's currently doesn't feel like a problem for me, but someone else may have been triggered by that or that might activate someone else or Mm. someone wouldn't have been able to handle that. And then I look at those things and I choose to bring those in. And then sometimes there's more layers there or there's learning or there's lessons or there's like value that I get out of that mentorship that I wouldn't have otherwise got if I was like, oh, that's not really a big problem. So I think for me, I can like, um, and my primary ego reactivity response is self-gaslighting. So I think Mm. that sometimes means that I cannot utilize mentorship to its full potential. 
Yeah. And I think we're like very similar in that where self gaslighting is like, hi, put it on my forehead, (laughs) but it's very true where it's like, that can definitely play out. And I would say that's a huge weakness of mine and just the, the burden piece where, yeah, there's just been so many times where I haven't plugged in or I don't want to plug in or I don't fully even let my guard down because I don't want to be seen as weak. I think that was a huge thing for a while where the concept of self of being strong was massive. So even if I did plug in with a problem, I'd very quickly like let you know that I already knew the answer. Like, oh, by the way, like this is my issue, but I've already solved it because I already know, like I can see my ego, I can see my this, I can see my that and I would solve it and not actually to an extent being coachable and that's like a gross exaggeration, but there was a period where I feel that's true and even a period now where there's just a new layer to that where I do actually Mm -hmm. get to lean in more and take up more space in that. And I would say, and you can reflect this to me because you're my mentor, but (laughs) I would say strengths as a client, it's funny, it's like the duality in it, like being coachable but also very much being in integrity where I feel like I am very respectful of boundaries and I equally can read the room in what I can ask, what I can't ask and how I choose to lead myself in that as well. I would say that even you reflected it to me this morning, but I've definitely landed in, wow, I actually am very much someone who leads with integrity and I've probably never fully seen that part of myself to the extent in which I do. And that's been very cool for me, even in mentorship, because I know that I'm genuine in the way I lead myself in our own mentorship. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I would I would also add to that, um, you know, there's been, as evidence, there's been instances where you've lent in with things and then it's been a space before I've got back to you. And by the time I've got back to you, you've already done the thing and you've done the most integrous thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've done what I would say would have been the thing that I would have recommended that you do. And on that, I would also say that you're very, very self-led. And I think a lot of people hear the word self-led and goes, oh, that means they can lead themselves and they don't need a mentor and they don't ask questions and they don't utilize calls. Like self-led has nothing to do with the frequency in which you utilize the space. It's how you utilize the space. So what I see in you is you don't use our container and you never have in order to be able to take action you take action and then you get support on the action you're taking. So you don't come Mm. in to go, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. And then I tell you, and you move, you're like, Hey, I'm moving and I'm doing this. What, how do you, can you help me? And you get support while you're already moving. So, Mm. um, I think that you very much lead yourself through things and then you lean on mentorship to elevate or enhance that as opposed to staying frozen and then needing like, like you plug in with something in Voxer and you can't make a decision until I get back to you you know what I mean? Like even the other example I said, where you've asked me questions before. And if it's like a Wednesday, which is my day out of Voxer, you don't wait till Thursday to get feedback from me. You've Mm. already fucking done it. And then I'll come in and I'll be like, this is what I would do. And you're like, okay, this is what I did. But but, you know what I mean? So I think like that's very, very powerful as well. Yeah. And that's even just a cool thing around just movement in business. I think moving alongside processing is massive and duality masterclass will run literally in a week. So it's good timing, but it's so true where I do think that's very true. A strength of mine is definitely moving alongside processing. And you've definitely taught me a lot about that as well, where the two actually get to coexist and it's not so much a matter of you move or you process. It's like you actually get to do both. And that's momentum at the end of the day. Like I think a lot Mm. of people desire momentum in their business, but momentum is allowing yourself to be all parts and then actually still move all parts as well, which is really powerful. Yeah. And like, even on that, what was your financial year? Like what, what did you do the year before last? Oh my God. Like just shy of 200, I believe, or even like 170 or something. Yeah. So it's like 170 to 200 into like fucking 600 plus Mm. in 12 months. 
it kind of makes sense because you don't stop and slow yourself down to wait to take action, to wait to move. You just move, move, move and trust yourself to process. You Mm. deal with things and you keep showing up. Like you actually allow yourself to be human and to be a fucking CEO simultaneously. And then it makes sense why your business has like grown as quickly as it has. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And it's actually a very cool reflection to even be like, yeah, fuck, that was like the thing. That was the thing. Mm. That's very cool. Yeah. Last question. (laughs) If you could tell an aspiring coach one thing, what would it be? I'm actually very keen to hear your answer on this. (laughs) An aspiring coach. So we're assuming they're not a coach yet. Mm. Yeah. They're in the beginning phases or they're like, I want to do that. Meet yourself where you're fucking at. Mm. Yeah, I think like people can see people in the industry and where they're at and they can expect the result of that and they can get so result focused that they lose the actual passion for business. So for me, I was always willing to build experience before I was expecting a fucking dollar in my account. Like I was willing to, I've clocked up so many, and I know you're the same, so many fucking coaching hours, like so many hours coaching people. My first masterclass was 11 fucking dollars. My, when I first got into the online space, I used to charge $25 a week. Um, I was so big on building trust, building credibility and like fucking earning my space in the industry. And I think a lot of people can come in and they can be so riddled with like comparison and pressure and like want to be doing 50K months in in two days that they kind of do things that don't make sense for the beginning of their journey. And then they end up not getting there, which further perpetuates the cycle of them trying to Mm. meet themselves further and further and do things bigger. And it's like, you don't need a graphic designer and a photo shoot and like, just like, actually focus on being a coach, like actually focus on Mm. serving people, building trust and building credibility. And you end up having the outcome, the money so much faster if you just do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this is like a whole nother podcast and a whole nother conversation, but it's so true. And even the discernment piece, I think my advice would be access discernment. Like I think so often you consume content early days and you're like, someone said you have to have a long-term mentor. So I have to have a long-term mentor. Or someone said that the only way to build a brand was with like a videographer and a fucking photo shoot and all this stuff. But it's like, no, that's, that's so not true. Like early stages, it's a grind. Like you're on your laptop, you're doing your thing, you're in Canva, you're whipping shit up, you're building credibility you're coaching arguably thousands of hours. And even I think back to, yeah, all of the building phase of business, it's, it's a grind. And there's, I don't think there's any avoiding that and not in the sense of like, it's a hustle and it's a struggle, but it absolutely is a grind where you're doing things and you're eating the frog because you are building credibility and it's really important. It's so, so important. And it's so funny because every overnight success that people potentially see in the industry have probably been in the industry for five years. Yeah. And, and they're eating a fuck ton of frogs. And it's so funny. Cause that's something we had to joke about where I remember plugging into you and be like, stop eating fucking frogs. Like it, it's almost like I had to be like, stop because yeah. you know, you were almost like too willing to keep eating the frogs. And I was like, you've actually earned your ability mm. to not have to eat another fucking toad ever again. So yeah. I think like a lot of people, it's so interesting. The people that I see go so far in the industry and like really have amazing outcomes are willing to eat all the frogs and the people that end up fucking stuck aren't willing to eat a frog. So it's mm. like, I, I really do think at the start, it requires more of you. There's things that I was doing at the start of my journey that I would not fucking do now, but are they absolutely contributed to the success of my business? business, you know, even the first time running and like, while I was like two years into business at that point, when I pivoted into the mindset space, I remember running the discovery code for the first time 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to build so much brand awareness around this program to the point it's fucking known. Like I, w- I want hype. I want testimonials. Like I want people to know mm. this. And to the point, so many people join the next one. I had like affiliates and things like that. Like where, and I chose affiliates that I only picked people who already followed me because that felt really organic to me and and very authentic where it's like, I knew they actually knew me and and followed my content, but I offered them like a free spot in the program. And I gave them like a code where if any of their followers joined, they could use the code and they would make $150 of every person who signed up. Mm. And I remember one girl, um, got like, I think four people to sign up. So she ended up making $600 plus getting the program for free. Like, so that was great. And then like um, two of the girls who joined off of her ended up being private paying clients, like things like that. Where mm-hmm. I was willing to give away free spots into my program. I gave all private clients like fucking 70% off. Like, I don't know, so many things. And I built so much brand awareness around that. I think I had like 40 people in my first round of it. Um, and then I've had minimum that every round since so um yeah yeah, meet yourself where you're at yeah it's amazing I love that conversation I'm going to save it for another episode because it is (laughs) another conversation but thank you so much for joining me I have loved this you are so welcome and thank you for having me you're so welcome so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode that conversation was absolutely incredible with Jesse. I just adore her and I adore everything that she is about obviously our mentorship together has been absolutely incredible and I think it's really cool to gain insight to what does happen behind the scenes in mentorship and just an insight to our relationship as well. So you can find Jesse on socials on Instagram at Jesse Williams and you can also follow her podcast at Jesse Williams podcast. She is obviously incredible and there is so much value and insight you can gain from following her on both Instagram and following her podcast but I hope you enjoyed this week's episode I will be back in your ears in a fortnight's time and if you would like to connect between episodes I highly recommend you jump over on Facebook and join the community Riley May podcast community over there I am jumping in I'm going live more often you can be a part of the conversation and there is so much more I want to do over in that space in terms of connection and actually getting you to be a part of this week's episode as well so if you would like to jump over there please do and also if you wanted to jump in Limitless Broadcast the link to join will be below with all payment plans available but I will see you in a fortnight's time